A couple weekends ago, I had the privilege to work with a new client organizing her kitchen, her pantry, and her laundry room. She was in the process of having her kitchen cabinets repainted, so she had to remove everything from inside the cabinets, the pantry, and her kitchen items were everywhere. They were all over the house, and she kind of had a deadline. Her son was hosting a backyard barbecue in four days, and she reached out to me in desperation, and she said, do you happen to have time to come and help me create this better system of organization and to get everything put back in place as soon as possible? And thankfully I had some time. I was able to run over to her house and help her do it. It was actually a two-day process. Sometimes decluttering sessions take a little bit longer depending on the client's ability to make decisions, as well as the amount of stuff it takes for us to go through. So this is a two-day session, and we were able to put everything back (laughs) in time, and I actually was able to help her declutter other areas that she didn't hire me for, but we were able to squeeze those in as well. And my favorite part was when we tackled the refrigerator. Now, she did not have this planned, but as a coach, as a a decluttering expert and somebody who likes to encourage people, I encourage her. I say, let's tackle your refrigerator. And that's the benefit of having somebody come in is because they push you a little bit further than you are thinking you want to go or that you can go. So I said, let's tackle the refrigerator. And I loved their family dynamics. They all, first of all, it was the weekend. I typically don't work on weekends, but I like to serve my clients on a case by case basis. So So we were working on the weekend to meet her deadline. And so her entire family was home. She has kids that are in their 20s. And when it came to the refrigerator, everybody got these big eyes and they're like, oh, we don't even know what's in the refrigerator. (laughs) Are you like that as well? You're like, oh, don't talk about Bruno. (laughs) So everybody actually gathered around their kitchen island and Everybody had an opinion. I loved it. I usually work with a client one-on-one, and it's typically the the mom of the family. But these kids were here, and the dad was involved. They have a home business, so they're really tight-knit and really close to each other. And so everyone had an opinion. When we were decluttering the refrigerator, I had them actually make items right then because they had so much food. (laughs) They had so much food and a lot of our food goes to waste when we don't use it. So I said, let's make these items right now and y'all can stack on them throughout the day since you're going to be home. And so we made, they made several chip dips and it was just a really great time. And it gave me a picture of what my family could be like when my kids are that age and in their twenties. And it's, It gives me hope, and it was really encouraging to me. Anyway, I love the people that I meet and that I get to work with, and um, not only do I get to serve people, but but my clients also serve me. So in the process of doing this, we decluttered her pantry, and so I thought it would be a great opportunity to create an episode for you and taking you through the steps that I took with her to declutter and organize her pantry. So before I dive into that, I wanted to let you know that I have something brand new. For the last couple of months, I have been throwing around the idea of creating a Facebook support group. But y'all know that I am trying to get away from social media 
for my business as much as possible. For one thing, I'm taking a break right now and it has been amazing. I can't wait to update you on that. But I want to offer a place for people to get support and encouragement and to interact with these podcast episodes. So instead of Facebook, we are going over to Telegram. Telegram is a fantastic app and it's a great place for us to be able to interact and not be bombarded with all of the distraction that comes with social media. I want you to have a direct place that you can get encouragement and inspiration. That being said, we have a new Telegram group. It's actually called a channel, so it's there. (laughs) So to join this channel or this group, Habits and Home with Lisa Lazat, go to habitsandhome.com slash telegram, T-E-L-E-G-R-A-M, telegram. I'm really excited to have you join me over there so we can connect on a deeper level. I'm going to have weekly discussions and accountability for these podcast episodes, as well as live Q&A videos, live coaching from me, and live clean with me videos, as well as workshop opportunities. You do not want to miss out on this opportunity, so make sure you join the group, habitsandhome.com slash telegram. All right, friends, let's dive into today's episode, and I'm going to walk you through decluttering and organizing your pantry. Hi, and welcome to the Habits and Home Show. I'm your host, Lisa Lazat, and I help busy moms bring order to their homes by downsizing and decluttering and ditching old habits in exchange for systems that bring peace and more enjoyment to their lives. We have too much stuff, not enough space or time, and lack the motivation to get our life together. We need simplified solutions to tame the chaos around us and be available, both mind and body, to experience all the joy that life has to offer. Are you ready, friend? Let's get started. The first thing that you want to do before you touch anything in your pantry is you need to get a vision for what you want your pantry to look like and create a plan. So the best way to do this is to just open up the doors of your pantry and take a look at it. What is going on in your pantry right now? What are your weak areas? What are the par- the areas of disorganization? What do your kids go for? Do you have clutter in there? What are your traps of clutter? And just take a good observation of what your pantry currently looks like. Also, take a before picture because that's the best thing to have when you look back on your journey and see where you came from and where you don't want to get back to. (laughs) So you need to take a good observation of your pantry, look it over where your weak areas and get an idea of what you want to change about it. Do you want to have pretty containers holding all of your dry goods? Do you want your canned goods to be on different levels and not stacked behind each other where you can't see them? What do you want your pantry to look like? Do you want clear containers so you can see inside your bins? Do you want white containers to where you don't want to see inside your bins? Are you going to have labels? You really need to look over your current pantry before you go to Pinterest. I know 
what most people do. They go right over to Pinterest. They type in, you know, Pinterest-worthy pantries. And all of these fantasy pantries come up. I'm just going to tell you that is not real life. That is staged for a picture. That is just not how normal life happens, especially if you have children. And especially if staging your pantry full-time is not your full-time job. I remember, let's just talk about truth and reality right now. I remember when I was um, a teenager, I went to my hairstylist and I took a picture of Jennifer Aniston from Friends. And you know how she like angled, she had these like layers in her hair and she angled her hair and she had these great, you know, like long bangs and everything. And I said, I want my hair to look like her. And my stylist looked at me and said, the only way that you're going to have hair like her is for you to have someone following you around 24-7 and styling your hair that way at all times. And it was kind of a blow to my heart. (laughs) So what I'm saying is your pantry will only look like what you see on Pinterest. If that is your full-time job, if you are a blogger, if you are an organizer where it is your job to make your your pantry look perfect at all times, even for me as a professional organizer, my pantry doesn't look perfect at all times. I have to refresh it and reset it every single week when I go grocery shopping. And even then, I move items around that's not working. See, organization and decluttering is a process. It is not like a one and done situation. You have to continue to shape and mold things to fit your lifestyle. So that being said, look at your pantry, look at where things are collecting, look at what's disorganized and create a plan. Okay. So how do you do that? (laughs) Well, I'm going to walk you through the process. So step number two is after you create a plan, create a vision of what you want it to look like. If you want to have different containers, what kind of containers, what do you want it to look like? Now you can kind of have a, like go to Pinterest. Yes. You can print off a picture or have like a vision board of what you want it to look like. Now it's not going to look perfect. Just give yourself grace. So step number two is to clear the space completely. I'm talking about top to bottom, clear it out because you're going to get the satisfaction of having a completely clear space and you're going to be less likely to just shove everything back in there. You're going to see how much room you actually have. You're going to get the satisfaction of having completely cleared off shelves. It's just a really good step to take. I, when I advise people to declutter. I say clear the space completely, wipe it all down, clean it up, and you're just going to be less likely and less tempted to just stuff everything back in there. You're going to be really selective of what goes back into your pantry. So take a Saturday morning, get started early, clear it all out. Maybe try to do it before the kids wake up because they're going to be you know, getting into all the stuff or just hire a babysitter, <laughs> get Nana and Papa to help and watch the kids or take your, let your husband take them to Chuck E. Cheese's for the day. I don't even know if that's still a thing. Okay. Step number three, after you get a vision, after you clear the space completely is you are going to prune and purge. You are going to lay everything out on your workspace 
I always say start with a cleared off workspace. If your kitchen counters are already cluttered, you need to declutter your kitchen counters first or go to your kitchen table, clear everything off, even the like flower thing in the middle, um, your centerpiece. You can tell I don't have centerpieces because I don't even know what to call it. <laughs> um, clear off your kitchen counter, clear off your kitchen table and have a workspace for you to work from. And when you clear everything out, take your pantry items to that workspace. Then you are going to prune and purge old food, things that are out of date, things that you don't actually eat, but you went to the grocery store for some reason and you decided to buy it, put it in the donation bin because your local places of donation, your local um, charities take, take food items. So box them up, put them away. You're not wasting. And think about what am I actually going to eat? While you're doing this, this is what I re really highly suggest. And I think it's like a game changer in actually using the food that you buy. And I, I like to meal plan. So get a piece of paper, get a pen, and write down meals that you can make with your current food that you currently have in your pantry, okay? So write down meals that you can make with the food that you already have. It's also going to help you save money on groceries and use up food that you already have and not waste food and throw it away. So prune items that you don't need, you're not going to use, you're not going to eat, and purge them, get them out of your house, put them in a donation box, or throw them away. Step number four is you're going to group like items. Before you return anything to your pantry, you're going to group like items into categories, okay? So how I personally like to do it, I like to group my pantry items and my groceries based on meals, breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. And that's how I organize my items in my pantry and in my refrigerator. In my refrigerator, I basically organize it in different bins for the days of the week. So I have Monday through Sunday bins and they're actually labeled in my refrigerator. Maybe I can take a picture and put it in the show notes on the blog. And I go grocery shopping and I buy items for that specific day and I put the items in that bin. I used to do it for my pantry items as well, but my bins that I had bought for my previous pantry didn't fit in my new pantry. And so instead of having like days of the week bins, I just group all of my grocery items or my pantry items based on their meal. Okay. So all of my breakfast items, which in the pantry is usually like cereal boxes. We do a lot of fresh breakfast. We do a lot of fresh homemade meals. So we don't have a lot of pantry items to begin with. So breakfast items for you might be like Pop-Tarts. I personally think see Pop-Tarts as a snack and not a breakfast because they're so sugary. Um, things like if you have grits, if you have oatmeal, if you have cereal, all of those are breakfast items. So for this client that I was organizing for, we organized her breakfast items on the very top shelf of her pantry. So everything was up there. It was all for breakfast. Then we worked our way down. Then I had snacks at eye level. I like to put things that are most frequented or you go to most often 
at eye level. And for most people, that's going to be your snacks throughout the day. And then on the next shelves down, we did her dinner items, which were the different like rices, dry goods, canned goods, and so on. So think about how you want to create your system of organization and you're going to group like items on your kitchen table or on your kitchen counter before you even return them. Now, if you don't want to organize by meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, you can organize by category. So you have boxed items, you have canned items, bagged items. And when I say bagged items, I'm talking about like like rice and beans. If you buy dry rice and beans, then they're usually in a bag. Your staples, meaning do you have extra mayonnaise? Do you have extra mustard and ketchup? Any of your staple items. And then your dry goods, obviously. So decide how you want to group and categorize your items and put them all together in groups on your table. All right, step number five is to go along with that, that grouping and that grouping system is you're going to set up your organization system. Now that you have your your items grouped, look at how much you have of each category and where do they need to be placed in your pantry. So for us, we have, like I said, things that my kids need to reach are going to be at eye level. They're going to be, you know, those snacks that are on the bottom. We put snacks on the very bottom for the kids to be able to access whenever they need to. Obviously healthy snacks. And then the things that the kids don't need to have, you know, a a direct reach of like dinner items are typically not cooking dinner. We put them on a higher shelf. And then things like bread, we put on a middle shelf because that's what we use for breakfast, like toast. My kids can make toast. Um, they can also make their own sandwiches. So I, you have to, if this is going, this is why creating a system of organization is per family. It's not, you can't just do a general, you know, organization system for every family in America or across the world, because it's really based on your lifestyle. This is why it's so good to have somebody come in and help you organize and talk through and think through those different decisions, because it's so personal family to family. So just think about what is my family lifestyle like? What items are we using the most? What do I need my kids to have easy access or reach to? And put those items at different levels in your pantry. All right, so once you create and set up your system of organization, and what I mean by setting it up, I like to use sticky notes, post-it notes, and I write the different categories on the post-it notes and I stick them to the edges of the shelf. And after I do that, I step back and I say, okay, do I need to move things around? Do I need to switch items? Before I even return the items into the pantry, I'm creating that organization system using post-it notes. All right, step number six is to then return the items to your pantry. Now, if you want to do bins. I think bins are great because it creates boundaries, it creates barriers, and it also allows people to know where to return items back to. Um, Before you return your items to your pantry, you might need to take a trip to your local or organizing store or your local TJ Maxx. That's personally where I get most of my organizing bins. 
Um, or you might want to head on over to Amazon and, and buy some bins. Whatever you need to do, this is the step where you're going to decide what bins that you need and go and purchase them. I per- personally don't purchase bins ahead of time. Now for my clients, I take my favorite bins with me and I have them for my client to pick from if they decide they want to purchase them from me and use them in their home. So for you, if you already have a vision and you already know you want to use bins, you might want to get them ahead of time. But if you didn't and you just really want to see what you need after you did clutter, this is a step where you're going to go and purchase bins, bring them back before you put any of your items back into your pantry. All right, so once you get your bins, you put them in your pantry, you make sure that they're um, where you want them to be, and then you're going to return your items in an organized fashion into your pantry. You might want to put things in containers. You might want to transfer your your spaghetti into a, a container or your cereal into different cereal box containers. I personally do not, and I have an entire episode where I'm going to talk about if you should decanter or not. So you decide what you want to do. Step number seven, after you have everything back in your pantry and you have it set, this is going to be the time where you decide, okay, do I need that item there? Do I want that item? And and switch your items. Step number seven is to label everything. Label the shelves, label the containers, label the boxes, label everything. When you do that, you are creating a system where people in your family know exactly where things are going to end up. And it really saves you on time reorganizing everything and shifting everything and cleaning up because your family knows where those items are supposed to be returned to. So take the time, label everything, and don't get super anal or or particular about your labels <laughs> or OCD about your labels. Just get a piece of masking tape and use your handwriting and write it on there. Done is better than perfect. Okay, friends? All right, let's go back over those steps really quickly. And I want you to take the time even this weekend, to organize your pantry. First of all, get a vision and create a plan. Step number two, clear out the space completely. Wipe it all down, clean it up. Step number three is to prune and purge. Lay everything out on your kitchen counter or your dining room table and go through what you don't really need or you're not going to eat. Number four is to group like items into categories like breakfast, lunch, and dinner, snacks. Step number five, is to set up your organization system using post-it notes. Number six is return items into the pantry, into boxes, bins, however you want to do it. And step number seven is to label everything. All right, friends, I can't wait to connect with you more. Join the discussion over in our Telegram group. Go to habitsandhome.com slash Telegram. Until next time, I'll see you right here on the Habits and Home Show.